Welcome to another episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai here. I have with me my good critic Tanul Thakur from The Wire once again. Uh, today we're going to discuss two films, uh, two very interesting films uh, called Halal and Serious Men. Um, Halal uh, released actually a couple of weeks back. Uh, it stars. Uh, we start with Halal and we go to Serious Men. Halal uh, released a few weeks back. It's directed by Randeep Jha. uh and it stars arun sohi and veteran sachin pedekar uh, it it was a very uh, it was sort of a low profile film compared to a lot of other streaming releases and uh, i think tanul and me both reviewed it over time and uh, uh, it's basically set against the backdrop of the 2013 vyapam scam it's about a father who reaches ghaziabad to uncover the mystery behind his daughter's death because the film starts with his daughter dying Uh, uh, with a, a over on the road, and it's all about a father sort of going from pillar to post to find out the truth, and he uh, takes uh, he, he sort of hires a corrupt cop to try to get the producers to do this. So it, it's uh, I mean we will be discussing spoilers and all. So if you have not film, it will be a good time to watch it and then tune in. But Tanul, tell me a little about your reactions to Halal. Obviously, a lot of us didn't really. um expect it to be uh, uh, the way it turned out to be but i thought it was a really solid film yeah same i mean and and the first reaction i would say was of sheer surprise i mean you know uh, especially what happens is and obviously you are aware of it is i think it usually takes an audience member say 5 to 10 to at the max 15 minutes to know that you are in the hands of good solid uh, filmmakers slash screenwriters you know and and that's a sense i got from halal uh, just to just to begin with mm. i thought uh, it was a film that was confident i thought it was a film that uh, that knew what it was doing uh, i thought it was a film that uh, i mean it, it is a thriller and it knew the fine art of you know keeping its cards close to uh, itself and 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 stuff like that and then i thought ha huh, this this is uh, interesting and uh, you then uh, get on board with the journey and things like that and so did i and i would say it was a pretty rewarding experience and a and a pretty surprising one as well as as you mentioned uh, given that it was a low profile film yeah i mean same year like i didn't go in with much expectations but you know the cast was pretty solid to begin with uh i've not yeah. seen much of barut topti we i think we both love uh, to emera sunday where he was very different uh and yeah. it was a very different film so and he's obviously a big tv star so just to see him in in a role like this where he's playing a corrupt muslim cop called yusuf and he's trying to help uh, it's basically two different arcs uh, simultaneously unraveling at the same time the father who's an honest man slowly goes over to the darker side while the cop who's corrupt to begin with slowly moves to uh, starts uh, getting a semblance of humanity so i, I like that you know it was a very clean arc and the thriller was uh, the, the entire thriller and the way they sort of shot ghaziabad the way they uh, the entire the uh, small town sort of atmosphere came through was very nice what i really liked is there were so many instances of deadpan humor throughout the film you know when you least expect Definitely. it especially when to the way uh, uh, the way both of these guys are trying to get 
uh, get to the bottom of the corruption that's going on and it's obviously a big conspiracy and we obviously as viewers know that it's going to lead up right to the top to the ministers and the politicians and the cops because the vyapam scam was you know one of the biggest of the last decade so we know what's going to happen and i like the fact that there was sort of a deadpan humor and i actually even while watching it i found it very similar to the kind of humor we saw in gangs of vasepur a lot of other a uh, uh, sort of very busy films and uh, which wasn't surprising because later i only later noticed that it's also written by the writer of gangs of vasepur uzeechan kadri and i think that tone yeah. really uh, did well for this film too because there's so many times we see the father who sachin kedekar sort of finding himself in such unlikely situations because we know he's sort of uh, he's a very honest sincere man who's grieving and at the same time he can't really come to terms with how corrupt the system is and he ends up bribing everyone in the film uh, to get answers and and to see him sort of chase basically shadows most of the time is morbidly funny because you keep remembering that at the same time this is a grieving parent template sort of film so i i i quite like the tone of the film and and for me it was a nice little subversion of that grieving parent template because we automatically assume when we watch these thrillers which is based which are based on parents who are, are trying mm-hmm. to find out uh, the truth behind something or be based on honest people who are trying to find out the truth in a small town uh, we've seen it so often that you know it, the honest person is often the underdog and uh, the film end up en- ends up glorifying it irrespective of how the character fits into the environment so here what i liked is they weren't afraid to go gray with sachin kedekar's character and to be honest about how circumstances can change a man even in the face of death definitely and for me uh, two things uh, for sure stood out one is i absolutely loved how they developed and sustained intrigue you know i think for the first 25 30 minutes you absolutely have no idea what's going on and mind you it's a it's a it's a 96 minute movie so i mean for almost the first third half of uh, the 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 first one third of the film you you are absolutely clueless as to what's happening i mean sure you know that uh, a, a girl has died and uh, her partner or whatever he's missing and things like that i mean uh, which we see in the first 2 3 minutes in the opening credits uh, but apart from that <clears throat> uh there's uh the level of murkiness is mm. is pretty huge and it 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 encompasses almost every character in the movie and yet that kind of obscurity uh does not put you off or does not uh eliminate you further in fact it subsequently elevates uh the level of intrigue which i thought was well done and and second of course is is the uh, absurd humor that i thought was just so great because it just sits so well in the film it doesn't feel like that it's been written in the film it doesn't mm. feel that it's been underlined it doesn't feel that it's it's calling attention to itself and yet it's there and it uh, i thought the, the 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 screenwriters and the director did a very good job of you know these subtle tonal variations which for me is something that i have a lot of respect and regard for i mean that goes to show i mean that's one of the many qualities of a good filmmaker i think you know just to keep you interested i mean it's just the sign of somebody who knows uh, the pulse of the subject and who's very much in tune with i mean different facets of the movie you know i mean the voice the story the craft everything and 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 there's just enough variation uh in the emotional register that mm. also that just just keeps you hooked because i mean that's how life is also right i mean mm. it's it's not impossible it's it's not even possible to like 
say grieve all the time or be happy all the time and things like that so even if a film which is about a certain say unidimensionality of emotion or a pursuit that doesn't necessarily mean that you tell the story that way because that's not how we even process those emotions like that so so i i very much like that and and for me uh, i i thought the the spoiler was a clincher i thought it was excellent i mean i i, I couldn't obviously uh, mention it in the review but uh, I thought that was great, and um, I think we can uh, reveal yeah. the spoiler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, so in a scam like this, when when there is there's a father uh, who's uh, trying to find the identity of the of her daughter's perpetrators, killers, whatever. I mean, uh, usually, and 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 the, and the way the film sets it up uh, is 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 that. uh it's not difficult to imagine that you know almost everybody would be involved in this because that's how the plot unravels i mean there are just so many random killings and and uh, these two people are just being constantly outpaced by this machinery which looks like the world itself uh so i mean it wasn't very surprising to know that that say a deputy cm was involved and things like that and uh, the cops are involved the the dean is involved and all of that all of that looked okay and all of that looked fine but i i thought it was a very clever spin uh, which i thought befitted the film both cinematically and politically is that the daughter herself was not uh, yeah. out of blame the, the fact that the daughter herself is in it and you know there is this very easy association with you know uh, the deceased being uh, morally automatically being morally righteous or uh, or you know i mean uh, something uh, some uh, someone you can't probably touch or you know so say anything bad about and the fact that you know uh, the person i mean the the, the most self righteous person uh, in in the film which is dr shift played by sachin kedekar the only way he can survive in this system is by being a part of it now you know so i thought that was a very very clever spin because i mean if you are talking about a system uh, where everybody is uh, is complicit then it makes all the more sense that uh, this person that you thought was i mean uh, uh, that you automatically had ascribed good moralistic values uh, to her would probably not be and uh, and that person is not even there uh, in the picture to sort of like uh, mm-hmm. uh, to mean uh, to give her point of view or things like that and that also uh, gives in uh, <clears throat> a very uh, it it there's a very intricate fine uh, statement there which is essentially how much do parents know about their children you know i mean uh, often happens that you know the, their parents who are in small towns and stuff like that and 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 their children are in some other big cities either working in some corporate uh, scene or or as students and things like that so so i thought that was also a very fine subtle commentary on that and 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 just the fact that obviously in films like these uh the person uh, i mean the ultimate perpetrator turns out to be somebody you had not expected uh, that's obviously a, a, a almost a cliched kind of a, a plot device or 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 a or a culmination of the third act but in this case that wasn't the case but just the fact that there was a side note which i thought just just outside uh, outside everything else which i thought was very very impressive yeah exactly like that's uh, that that's even my biggest takeaway from the film is how we often or even the filmmakers and the writers often mistake 
the respect for the deceased as righteousness or as innocence or uh, even the viewer is conditioned to think like that because we never really question the deceased who are never there to sort of defend themselves we automatically assume that the father is uh, fighting for a person who was you know sort of uh, innocent and fight the father is fighting for a good cause and that i love how smartly the film sort of staged that without really being over smart about it because if you remember the first scene of the film is very smartly designed because it's it's basically a random scene uh, that shows a a a girl who's archana who's the person who eventually dies chasing a guy who's ashish and she's chasing him through the bylanes of uh, gaziabad and then she gets run over by a truck while they are running across the highway and uh, you know yeah. as a viewer you automatically assume that the guy is you know guilty about something because he's running away from the girl we don't really pay attention to it because we are culturally conditioned to sort of uh, sort of ima- immediately assume that uh, the guy because half the film is spent then looking for that guy because he may have the yeah. answer to the daughter's death and we automatically assume that the guy is the one who was shady and the girl was innocent and uh, the father is trying to find out why the girl was killed even though she was such a good student so th- that i thought was very smartly staged because that scene assumes an entirely different dimension once we find out the truth that achna was the one who was corrupt uh, throughout and she was a very intricate part of the system and that guy was ashish was the guy who was actually trying to expose the system and he was the rightest man and uh, and there's even a scene midway through the, where with the sachin khedekar's character and the cop uh, shadow the guy's mother i think somewhere uh, yeah, in, yeah so that That's you know excellent Segment. that was excellent so that they can find out where the yeah. guy is hidden and the mother also the way you know the way the film is staged and the way the mother is acting you immediately assume they are guilty about something but you know it only yeah. only occurs to us later that you know it's just that they are they are in the minority here in the film they are the ones who are the victims and and who who don't have the luxury to sort of uh, lash out at the system and anshna was a part of the system so i thought because you know that was done so smartly and i thought this is what distinguishes this film from so many other films we've seen it reminded me even the way you were mentioning right now about how we had no idea what was going on for the first third of the film that actually reminded me of another film um, a couple of years ago called rook uh, which which starred uh, manoj bajpayee yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah of course manoj bajpayee and it's about the son who's trying to find out the truth <clears throat> behind his father's death you know and it has adarsh gorav in that and i think that was also a very very smart film it it may not have been as effective as this one but it was very smart and we had no idea what was going on i remember beginning my review with a paragraph saying you know i had no idea what was going on for half of the film and but the whole point yeah. is that the son sort of slowly unraveling the truth about his father and you automatically assume that manoj bajpayee if he's the father he has to be a good man because the son and the father shared some nice scenes before him dying so it was the same thing he found out his father was also corrupt or it was morally not as upright as he thought he was so i thought this film sort of echoed what rook tried to achieve and uh, and i thought you know uh, i thought the performances in this film really helped because again sachin kedekar is we've often seen him play gray characters over the years you know he's always plays that distrustful father or the father who turns gray towards the end you know he's not always played the nice guy and and on the contrary i think barun sopti has always played the nice guy even in serials even in his uh, even in that film we watched yeah. so i think that was a good subversion of how we perceive these actors and how that fooled us into believing uh, something else eventually exactly and i and i definitely feel that it's it's 
one of the rare kind of uh, mainstream hindi thrillers which is both cinematically and also politically aware you know it understands uh, the audience's cinematic expectations and the cinematic language that we are so attuned to and it plays us accordingly and uh, i think that's that's just very very smart filmmaking and just even politically also i love uh, the chemistry between uh, barun sopti and sachin kedekar who are both very good uh, in the film i mean you know there is <clears throat> i love the one scene in the bar where there is just a small scene you know and uh, barun sopti gets this chance to be vulnerable in front of like a, a quasi father like figure you know and uh, and it's just this this great chemistry between the old and the new old india new india self righteous corrupt i mean uh, things like that i i thought that was that was great and even their investigative effort which uh, lasts through that entire segment of them going to uh, meet the guy's mother and things like that i thought it was expertly done i actually wanted i i like that part so much i actually wanted it to be a little longer because yeah. it so much sense and uh and and that's what you like in a film that the character should justify not just themselves and their reactions but they also justify what's happening in the universe of the story so the way the investigative effort is carried out is this guy is deploying all his uh knowledge of medical science i mean uh, shiv ked uh, uh, sachin kedekar's character and barun sopti is just this street smart roughing up uh, others kind of a guy and he's getting his information in a different sort of a way and 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 that chemistry and that kind of partnership if i may call it so just just really worked because it's also funny uh because uh, there is this uh, one scene in which uh, barun sopti tells uh, the doctor that okay you fi- you're finally getting the hang of things now you know and this you almost get the sense of this civilized guy finally descending into this bog of uh, you know these uh, brute cannibals so to speak and uh, i i i i thought the film did that really well yeah yeah absolutely i mean uh, it's exactly and i actually liked you know how uh, sort of subdued the religious undertones were also you know given that barun yeah. sopti is essentially a muslim cop in the town and uh, and and you know he's sort of trying to go up against the system and his humanity is slowly waking up and it's this it's this upper middle class hindu doctor who is sort of getting sucked into a system uh, that is pretty much run uh, by uh, you know hindu ministers and by 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 an entire system uh, uh, which we we are so you know um, aware of over the years so i i i loved all that and i loved that they didn't spell it out and it was up, left up to us uh, the viewers to sort of figure out how it plays on our notions and also yeah i mean overall i think very solid film and i think one of the more underrated films i've seen in recent years i hope you know it it sort of gets mentions in uh, the year end list uh, this year because it's going it's anyways going to be a strange year so so yeah if if you guys haven't watched alal it's i think it's on sony live right um uh, no i think it's on eros now eros now yeah so the uh, so the film halal is, uh, is streaming on eros now so i definitely recommend it and uh, yeah so i think we are done with halal i think we're going to move on to the next film serious men which was the more high profile film in the last week it's a netflix release it's directed by sudhir mishra uh, and it is based on a novel by manu joseph his 2010 novel serious men and uh, again this was you know a very strange way quite uh, at least uh, uh, on a premise level a little similar to alail in the sense about a parent 
but but you know sort of a subversion of that about a dalit man who sort of decides to run a scam uh, about his son and paints his son as a genius as a mathematical genius and uh, and decides to sort of take on or sort of trick the system into believing that and i thought you know it's a loaded film it's a loaded book it has a lot of things to say uh, nawaz plays the father ayan uh, and you know and i think um, yeah let's let's start with you tanul obviously because you've read uh, manu joseph's book i'm assuming and uh, yeah you've been you i i remember you mentioning the book a long time ago and obviously over the years you had a love hate relationship with the writer man <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah just tell me about what you thought about the film in fair the book is in context of the book yeah sure so i mean i read the book way back i think when it came out uh, a year later after it came out from uh, must have read it in 2011 or something and uh, i was i largely i would say i really enjoyed the book and uh, and i mean the fact that <clears throat> a lot of people are uh, are enjoying the film i think one of the reasons that you also like the film uh, was mm. the fact that it's such a clever spin on on the morality and the whole narrative of the underdog right and it's right. just uh, the simplistic associations that we tend to do with uh, with certain kinds of people uh, that that this film absolutely strips away from uh, strips it all off which i thought was great i mean it's it definitely is uh, uh, a controversial kind of an opinion uh, mm-hmm. that you know i mean <clears throat> okay you're making this underdog man or or, or say uh, this dalit protagonist uh, morally wrong in this case right yeah. or maybe the, there could be a different interpretation that you know he uh, uh, that uh, that you are showing that the only way a dalit person can rise in the society is uh is by deploying such an elaborate uh, scam uh yeah. i i don't agree with that interpretation but uh, i would just like to say out uh, at, uh, outright that i thought it was a pretty unconventional approach and definitely slightly risky approach as well but i thought i mean the book pulled it off really well the film pulls it off really well as 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 well and uh, so that was uh the first thing that was uh, that was striking but more than that you know i mean uh, the the thing that really appealed to me about the book and the film as well is that this guy has rage he has some serious rage you know yeah. and it makes sense obviously i mean let it be stated that i mean i'm a podcast and things like that or whatever so obviously i will not uh, go and say that you know uh, that i can identify or associate with rage that rage uh, because i've not been in that uh, circumstance ever socially or economically but i will also say at the same time that you know uh, we can all identify with a situation in which uh, how we react when certain doors or say certain opportunities are are, are are not available to us you know and i i can say that with a good amount of certainty that irrespective of our class uh, or caste whatever we have uh, faced that kind of or at least we have had that kind of a feeling before obviously you can you can categorize it as a first world problem or or things like that and whatever and that would be valid but uh, but that i i i really like that rage that you know there is this this uh, this grieving sense of being betrayed uh, this grieving sense of betrayal that this guy carries and you know and 
but but the best part about that is i mean if there is only resentment or if there is only bitterness then that uh, makes for a very monotonous or a very unidimensional character I mean, manuj was a really really smart writer may not be as good a columnist but uh, you know so so he really tempers that with humor with you know these really acidic acidic views about indian society and 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 this kind of view from the ground up you know uh, which is so pragmatic which makes so much sense also turns so much of this preciousness of uh, indian elites absolutely absurd so that was one of the things i really cared for uh, in the book uh, among other things uh, that there, there's a lot of philosophy in it there's a lot of intersection of philosophy and science uh, in the book uh, there's just some great humor so so yeah i mean i was i was quite looking forward to the movie and uh, it just focuses on just takes one major part of the book and concentrates on that because had they adapted the entire book it would have to be a web series it just couldn't have been uh, a film and that could have been a different kind of piece uh, which uh, <clears throat> we did not see which is fine i mean uh, so uh, that was my uh, overarching yeah. feelings i wasn't disappointed which was quite something yeah that's that's what i've been hearing too that you know the film did a very smart job of adapting uh, probably the meatiest part of the book a particular dimension of the book and chose right mm. you know because so many films as we know uh, when you're obviously adapting a, a, a book that is acclaimed and by an acclaimed writer or is a popular book in you know over the years in indian culture so you tend to sort of obviously get greedy about how to adapt it and where to adapt it and i think Sudhir Mishra and Manu Joseph make a very strangely odd couple in that sense. For you know the way they uh, sort of are uh, politically so opinionated, and the way they sort of uh, uh, have very strong opinions about so many things that are the intersection of caste, class, and politics in this society. So I feel like it made for a solid, potent combination in that sense. And uh, we've been seeing so many films being adapted from books lately over the last few years, especially because of given that streaming platforms have come. and most of them have turned into web series like you know patal lok and others even those which were unofficially adapted and obviously because you yeah. want larger playground you want uh, uh, obviously even sacred games you you obviously want to do um, uh, justice to every single detail of the book or as much as possible so i thought that the film obviously took a little more unconventional route by deciding to tell the film worthy story rather than the long form story which is which is nice because for <clears> me someone like me who's not really read the book and uh, who's directly mm. watching the film i i didn't really feel like the film was in a hurry to make its point or in a hurry to reach resolution especially after that that setup that uh, you know acerbic sort of sardonic setup and i really as yeah. you mentioned uh, for me the clincher of the film was the rage in nawaz's character in ayan in the dalit character uh, and uh, you know obviously none of us will relate to it because we all upper caste but the the kind of rage that Uh, that sort of he sort of portrays is so cinematically potent and so, you know it, there is there are so many possibilities because of how sarcastic the rage is and because of how the rage is derivative of an upper class rage in general because he was a guy who sort of worked most of his life in an upper caste in- institution at the institute and he's been observing these uh, elite people and scientists go about their way i love the fact that science was at the other end of it and you know it's basically making a mockery of Uh, the people who run that industry so i i really like that his rage too was derivative it wasn't uh, the typical uh, underdog rage that we normally see in films which can get really monotonous 
and really uh, you know uh, really bleak at times because here was a man who not only uh, knew how the system operated and uh, knew how hypocritical uh, indian society was uh, he also knew the perception of the viewer and our hypocritical uh, perceptions too so like nawaz playing a character like this is basically working twofold because he's he's sort of playing on the viewer as well as the people as well as the characters in the film or the world is making a fool of and i really like that you know the entire scam is uh, revolves around his son because again then it sort of puts the focus on our father is living his lost dreams through his son which we've seen so often uh, in so many films which, but those films which literally be, yeah Sorry. go on go on go on i'll i'll make my point after that ah, no go on i i was just going to end with the father son point anyway hmm. Yeah, huh? So I mean, you know, a father uh, living his dreams uh, through his son is literally such uh, is 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 one of the most abiding scams of upper class India anyway, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. and that is never questioned, and that is and that is somehow fine, that is somehow acceptable. In fact, that is aspirational. That you know, a father doing so much for his son, or you know, uh, maybe behind the scenes or doors or whatever, he may be. torture emotionally uh, torturing his son or daughter <clears throat> to any level so that he or she can crack uh, iit or aims or medical uh, any any other medical entrance exam or ies or things like that you know it's i i i just i i just felt that it was a very clever spin on the very idea of the scam that mm. what is a scam what is what are the mechanics of the scam and if you see in the film you know i think uh and and as indian society is slowly i mean if not uh, uh rapidly say i mean uh, say now how gig economy has become so paramount that we are so much uh, more in close contact with say uber drivers say people who deliver food to us i mean mm-hmm. uh, you know other kinds of uh, uh, say urban club professionals things like that you know i mean uh, i don't think the indian society was as much in seemingly close contact with people uh, who were of a different class you know say like in the 80s or the 90s or things like that probably it would have been confined to say your building watchman say your maid say your driver or things like that but now these things have become so closely enmeshed almost on a day to day basis that it's pretty it's pretty conceivable that you know uh, uh, a a lesser privileged india is mm-hmm. learning from a more privileged india uh, how to play the game how to uh, ace the system and basically uh, learning the scam of the affluent privileged indians and turning the tables on them and i i i i thought that obviously i may be uh, overthinking and extrapolating or whatever but uh, i i just thought that it the this facet of the film makes more sense in 2020 than it did in 2010 when the when the book came out so i th- i i thought that was ex- exceptional uh, yeah that's a great point about the scam and the very nature of the scam because obviously uh, over the years we've seen so many underdog films so proudly based on the fact that parents uh, demanding parents and demanding fathers living through their children and making their children gate and children having harboring resentment against them and even in real life you know most of the stories of athletes yeah. that we read, obviously agassi and so many others that mm-hmm. we read are based on uh, this is entire the origin of uh, greatness for so many narratives we see in society and the fact that we don't question it except unless the protagonist itself 
or the protagonist himself or herself is questioning uh, the nature of the parent and and how far how uh, the uh, line is crossed in this unless they do that uh, you know we we don't really question it because it's taken for granted uh, uh, that most parents want everything for the for the children's good and they have to make certain sacrifices so yeah obviously that is obviously the most uh, uh, popular scam perpetuated in especially in asian culture and and that uh, you know for me uh, obviously nawaz's performance uh, you know nawaz is the kind of actor who you see so often on screen that you tend to take for granted uh, a good performance or a solid performance yeah. or how canily smart he can be in some roles especially in a role where he is technically mocking the elite the uh, urban upper class of bombay uh, which you know is so tailor made for someone like nawaz because even in the yeah. other films he does Uh, there's always a very wry sort of understanding of what the film wants to say and how he is often uh, uh, you know the underdog in a city of english speaking uh, people so you know i i thought nawaz's casting was excellent and nawaz uh, you know after rata ke liye i thought this was another very very solid and phenomenal performance in some parts of the film because it's very it's such a tricky provocative film and so easy to go wrong when there's a child actor and a child character involved but i love the fact that you know i have a big problem with child actors in general and child performances in indian for me they are very rehearsed and very unnatural but here obviously mm. the fact that the child was already an actor in the film uh, really helped things and nawaz was technically the teacher uh, was you know was the director within the film too uh, really helped it i thought it was a really layered performance the one the only there were obviously a couple of things that didn't work for me there especially that art gallery scene towards the end where uh you know the mm. the very sits with nasser who is the scientist who is uh, the guy he's worked for all his life and uh, nasser basically just spells it out saying you know your angst is right but your method or your actions are wrong <laughs> that really wasn't needed you know that was basically us in the moral science class telling us this is what the film wants to say and that is basically sudhir mishra trying to soften uh the you know the the, the angst of the author that he's sort of uh, adapted his Uh, is film from so yeah there are couple of things that obviously didn't sort of go but i think overall uh, nawaz's performance really sort of defined the film for me <coughs> yeah so uh, for me it's quite interesting and i think uh, i'm not definitely alone in saying this uh, especially when you're watching a film after you've read the book uh, mm. is that you obviously create your own film uh, in your head right as a, as a reader and things like that so when i read the book back in 2011 or something i don't remember creating uh, ayan mani in my head i don't remember a, a visual kind of an image uh, in my head as such as as opposed to say uh, reading some other novel or, or something but i'll tell you this when when the trailer came out and i saw nawazuddin my first reaction was no you know i for me it just felt like uh, a very varsova like casting you know i mean and varsova like casting is for me uh, and i was wrong obviously <laughs> but uh, varsova like casting for me is essentially when <clears throat> you have limited budget but when you want to cast a certain identifiable figure who is also a very good actor so mm. then you cast nawazuddin siddiqui so then you cast sanjay mishra so then you cast like even say pankaj tripathi or whatever you know so i i just thought that <coughs> it was some sort of a stop gap arrangement uh, when i uh, when i saw the trailer or i, I don't think i seen the trailer i just knew that uh, i seen i think uh, the still or something whatever and i was like no man i mean just think out of the box it's it's such a diff code and code literally a very different character in the way he he thinks and the way he interprets mm. uh, 
uh, his uh, social and economic situation and the way he goes about it and things like that of course uh, i never doubted uh, nawazuddin's uh, 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 acting ability or acumen but mm. i just thought that yeah come on uh, it just sounded borderline cliche to me yeah. uh, till the point i saw the film and mm. then it just i mean then obviously ayan mani uh, like ayan mani of the book goes in fact it's it's, it's quite interesting manu joseph recently gave this interview to khaliq times <clears throat> in which where he uh, he said that while he was writing the novel he always had a uh, a visual in his head about how, how or who ayan mani looked like and he said that for me he kind of looked like uh, somebody like nana patikar now mm. that is a i mean i get that and we all get that where that image comes from but that also tells you like this all the limitation of human imagination or cinema being such a such a uh, uh, ubiquitous and influencing figure in your life uh, force in your life that that kind of can restrict your imagination but then he says that you know after seeing nawaz in uh, in serious men i just cannot imagine anybody else and it just makes so much sense because when i started to watch the film and i was like it makes so much sense because the way uh, nawaz's character is i mean it's a master class of cheekiness subversion uh, latent rage and all of that and nawaz has been all of these people in in different films you know and the way uh, uh i mean we all know that uh, nawaz is has played very eccentric characters and all of that and and this character is a buffet of uh, eccentricities but this there's a certain <clears throat> nawazism where he understands that something is not working right and he has this very sardonic uh, borderline absurd expression on his face <laughs> and then he turns the whole thing comic which he's done in quite a few films and yeah. i think that's possibly uh, uh, the facet of nawaz that i enjoy the most because i think it's uh, it's the one that's the most underutilized and nawaz is really good in it so anyway so <clears throat> so for me uh, nawaz was excellent in the film but i think more than nawaz i thought the child actor was great i i thought he was very good just this yeah. sense of you know <clears throat> this sense of cluelessness uh, that he always carries around uh, with him which he obviously is because uh, <clears throat> he doesn't know anything in this and he's not he's not a prodigy uh, coupled with the fact that he has to constantly act in a film and the fact that this 10 year old has to be self aware uh, or uh, to himself at least that this is a secret that he's keeping and all of that and 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 this whole sense of this awareness about acting that shouldn't look like acting which is yeah. the best kind of acting done by a 10 year old who is acting yeah. i i just thought all of that just melded so beautifully i don't know what kind of briefings uh, uh the filmmaker gave to uh, the guy or, or or the screenwriter screenwriters and things like that but it just came out really well uh just coming back to your point about you know the the film <clears throat> that scene in the museum not uh, sorry the photo gallery not uh, uh, working out absolutely true because it just absolutely contradicts the entire tone of the film and yeah. that's that even if you forget for a fact that it's so on the nose moralistic which obviously it is mm. but even if uh, say it weren't it just so blatantly contradicts what the film 
has been about in general as well you know i mean if a film has an authorial voice uh, that scene just looks like it's been written by some other uh, it, it looks like a different film uh, uh, those uh, those few minutes and and just in general as well you know uh, <clears throat> the film is a much much gentler version of the book i mean the book is very unsparing uh, in parts i mean uh, they have they have worked i think really hard to sort of soften down the films is i mean uh, so uh, ayan mani's character is a true and true sexist or even misogynist or he just has a lot of views about uh, women say he has a lot of uh, perplexing condescending views against uh, oparna against uh, just you know things like that uh, the book takes that uh, sorry the film takes that out it takes uh, it 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 again softens uh, ayan's rage so i think and i think it also makes sense because <clears throat> i think sudhir mishra as a person is a lighter version of manu joseph as a person yeah. i mean in the sense that mm. i think uh, both of them have uh, this similar kind of uh, <clears throat> subversive slash uh, uh, politically intriguing takes on indian society but i think i mean just look at the 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 final scene of hazara khwaishi i see here. i mean it ends on a like the guy i think literally scribbles love or something on the stone no or something and the yeah. uh, song avraman uh, starts to play whatever so i think uh, sudhir mishra has this innate gentleness and softness to his cinema which i appreciate although he's not been making good films of late and yeah. that gentleness or the softness isn't uh, i think he uh, says that in the in that documentary bavraman have you seen that yeah 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 i think he he talks about hazaro and then i think he talks about that there has to be some right. softness there has to be some gentleness to it which i uh, with respect to serious men it's a it's an interesting marriage because uh, uh, the book itself uh, is just so full of acid and rage and obviously it's not just that but uh, but the fact that he took it and he retained the essence and uh, i don't think the book is uh, sorry the the movie is dishonest to the book but it was very interesting to sort of just see the way uh, the the different ways in which these things sort of played out against each other yeah absolutely i am and you know even for me when i think of sudhir mishra and manu joseph they probably more or less the same person at different stages of their life but i <laughs> yeah. feel i feel like it's just the it's just bollywood so to say and hindi cinema gen- in general that has obviously rom- uh, made sudhir mishra a, a more romanticized version or yeah. a more a uh, softer version of that because if you're a storyteller in hindi cinema you inherently yeah. tend to uh, think on a, a slightly more extravagant and uh, you know a, a little more uh, softer and uh, sort of objective level so i guess that uh, that that is what a lot of people who read the book i've i've noticed have noticed that about the film and i read uh, the interviews after the film which i found very intriguing to hear what manu joseph thinks about a film on his book and the way sudhir mishra sort of adapted uh, the film so yeah I, I, and also coming back uh, to that to that scene in the art gallery uh, the the, uh, the i guess what what really what the problem in that scene was probably the staging of that scene or the way it was written uh, dialogues wise or it, it could be one of that but for me what uh, like when i thought about it a little more what might have redeemed that scene even though it was almost irredeemable in in, in context of the tone of the film uh, was uh, the fact that 
you know nawaz was basically lying about the photograph he was describing you know like that is yeah. basically the scam in the sense that he says it so sincerely and he says it and you, you again feel like nawaz is uh, sort of acting within acting uh, in the scene and and even nasir acts with such um, sudden uh, sudden sense of uh, you know fatherhood uh, of father, uh, mentorhood that you really hope for a second that nawaz is again uh, you know screwing another character over and making up like the years a guy who's lost Uh, who's blurred the line between fiction and reality so much that he's completely crossed over to the other side because the way the film ends with him uh, you know in in that small village uh, you you you'd want to believe that that scene which was with the filmmaker wanted to be so emotional in the art gallery even the wife was trying to sort of sympathize with him and trying to calm him down you you'd want to think that nawaz was blatantly lying in that scene about the mother uh the, you know about the mother and the child and that award winning photograph so you know i i in general i thought there were all you know there were the signs in, in every other scene and you know it's just that as you mentioned that entire portrait of rage uh, that we see in this film and as you say it's been softened and even then it was criticized because a lot of uh, i notice a, at least a bunch of reviews looking at this as an anti dalit film and uh, it being yeah. a mirror of the very upper class a uh, uh, gaze that it sets out to criticize uh, of course i don't agree with that one bit but you know uh, imagine if it had actually tried to really reproduce manu joseph's book in full so you know i, I, I thought over you know one of the better adaptations or at least uh, smarter films to have chosen to be made because as you said 2020 no better time to do it and uh, also uh, coming back to that uh... that scene uh, you know i think so many critics or so many audience members would have had a similar reaction i thought that you know uh, the moment the scene ends or uh, you know arvind goes and all of that uh, uh, nawazuddin would start uh, ayanmani would start laughing you know yeah. and yeah. Uh, and it's very interesting because i'll tell you one crucial commonality between all the three manu joseph novels all three of them end on a note of hysterical laughter so in all the three novels the 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 main protagonist and like the book closes with them laughing so and i'll just tell you because by the hell not sorry i'm digressing but whatever uh, in serious men uh, this is how the final scene plays out so i think when everything is done and dusted and things like that uh, ayan and adi they are i think uh, sitting on the promenade of uh, uh, worli or, or somewhere and uh, <clears throat> and ayan tells him that adi do you know there are some people who can bend a spoon with their mind and mm. adi is like really how do they do that and ayan is like okay i'll tell you but you have to keep it a secret and he's like sure he's like okay but we will just do this for one last time and then they start laughing oh right <laughs> so, <laughs> so but obviously i mean that 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 kind of a thing is earned because uh, it's uh, yeah. the the book is fairly i mean quote and quote more cruel than for the yeah. film is and stuff like that but uh, i loved the way this film ended you know i thought it was a beautiful lyrical ending i yeah. uh, but again i agree with you completely they should have just done something about that scene uh, because it just is tonally very discordant among other things for sure yeah yeah true and and you know again as you know uh the way nawaz sort of really played on our perception of him as an actor and as you said there were shades of almost all his performances within this one performance yeah. because 
essentially he was putting on a performance too in this film within the film so uh, our perception of him expected uh, sort of made us also expect so many things that did not happen in the film and that that's why we got pleasantly surprised which was great because you know especially i one of my favorite scenes in this film uh, uh, was that scene in which he is a uh, very not in a very subtle way threatening the uh, the son's best yeah. friend on the terrace uh, overlooking bombay where he is basically telling her that what he'll do to you know how he, he can ruin his father if he wants if she lets out the secret and that scene is so well designed and i know it ends with you know a little drama like the rainfall and the white and the black pigeons yes. in a cage and stuff that is very sudhir mishra but uh, <laughs> I, i just love the way that you know we as a viewer uh, i image because you know if you notice she is eating from a box of food in that scene yeah uh, <clears throat> because that's right after uh, an event where the son was uh, you know uh, awarded or whatever yeah. so i felt like that scene there's so many things going on in the viewer's mind because first of all it's nawaz he's played a psychopath more times than ever he's killed more people on screen than most actors have uh, recently yeah. so you immediately expect that you know either the box is poisoned this uh, the girl is going to sort of keel over uh, or he's going to just you know uh, sort of it's going to cut on them sort of trying the filmmakers trying to say that he then strangled her to death or something like that because you expect all <laughs> these things because has played so many eccentric characters and in the end you know really yeah. none of it happens and i really like that i like the fact that you went really deep in that in fact i don't know i was <laughs> that's quite funny but also i mean i don't blame you at all uh, i perhaps i was in a much uh, softer mood or whatever i did not expect any of these although i did expect the scene and i i i don't think this scene is there in the book uh, so uh, so i i did expect some kind of uh, cruelness uh, in the scene uh but the way in which it went about it i thought was very well done it was yeah i mean uh, you can possibly uh, find faults with the way uh, the scene uh, ends I, i i i was actually frankly even okay with that uh, but yeah. i i mean I, everything preceding that also was uh, was pretty uh, was designed with a lot of guile and with uh, with a lot of smarts i thought so yeah 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 absolutely i mean Yeah, I'm just glad we get to talk. We've talked about sort of two very good Navas performances this year, uh, and at, especially at a time when we thought, you know, that whole magic or the novelty of Navas yeah. was sort of over the last few years, For especially sure. after, you know, which was Sacred Games, you know, season two, which was so overrated. I thought personally, and I, you know, that there is such a thing as exposing an actor, a, a very good actor. Oh, so I'm just glad that directors are using. him in the best way possible in films not in web long form web shows not in you know longer <laughs> stories but films in the most basic medium where nawaz where we saw nawaz born uh, you know from the beginning so it's it's a good sort of vibe i'm getting because we really needed that right now especially with you know the tragic sort of demise of irfan and there is a void uh, to fill in a way and nobody will ever fill that void but we do need uh directors to be more mindful of the way they use such talented actors over the years because you never know how many films they have left in them and people like nawaz are gold for a lot of for a lot of new age hindi cinema for the for what he represents and for the kind of characters he plays and for the anti hero he is in general and the non star he is so i feel like it it it's really 2020 amongst a lot of terrible things has been a sort of a course correction for uh hindi cinema with respect to you know nawaz's career and 
I'm sure you and a lot of others would agree with me when I say that you know when we were uh, when we were also getting say disappointed with Nawaz's uh, performance or it just looked like uh, this sense of fatigue. I thought uh, I I I think a lot of people ascribe that blame uh, to the filmmakers or the writers in the way in which they were not seeing Nawaz's talent as opposed to the actor himself because man you give that guy a role I mean any role he can play that really well but he can do only as much if even the big banners or so uh, quote unquote respected filmmakers are also giving him. Almost same kind of roles. I mean, uh, my respect for Nawaz, I think, shot through the roof in two films for sure. And then I got the sense that this guy can almost do anything. And no surprises, both of them are lighter roles. One is Lunchbox, second is Mom. You know, and then I was like, man, this guy can really do anything. And uh, and and. And definitely, I don't think we have seen even say seventy percent of Nawaz's true acting talents, you know. And that actually sometimes is the uh, misfortune of being an actor in a Hindi film industry is that no matter how talented you are, you can only go as much as the script allows you to go. I mean, Tabu is a great example, and there are many examples, of course, you know. There are very few people like Irfan who can actually really expand the ambit of their acting acumen and talent uh, that makes you really awestruck. And like, no surprises that Nawaz is definitely one of the best actors uh, that we have. And he should be given the chance to just expand his acting talent as much as he can. I think 2020 has been a good year for him. So yeah, totally. I know unpopular opinion, but I actually liked him in Moti Chur Chakna Chur also. I think a lot of people didn't see, <laughs> didn't watch that film because it was a technically a romantic comedy. So I have a more popular opinion than you. I didn't even have that much problem with the film. In fact, my review is almost borderline praises the film, yeah. and then when. Came out the next morning. I I saw the director herself rubbishing the film, saying that you know this is not the. I was like, "Arey, yar, TK the one I see." So Nawaz is not bad. I mean, I, I actually yeah. enjoyed her performance, and I like Nawaz trying different things. You know, because it's just yeah. that sort of know for a fact that actors like him, solid actors like him, performers are going to sort of. Uh, uh, try the mainstream film once in a while. I love the way he plays villains in bad, terrible films because he's technically mocking <laughs> the film within the film. So you know, it's one of yeah. those things where where it's fine. You know, he can strike the balance if he wants, and and because as long as you know he gets to do films like this, and he has worked with some of the best filmmakers of our generation in the last ten years, and so I think uh, you know th- that it's just that fatigue as a viewer you get when you see too much of an actor, no matter how great that actor is. Uh, and especially because it's a streaming platform era, that uh, I guess we take for granted sometimes how effortlessly uh, good Nawaz is. And same with Pankaj Chhapati, same with Rajkumar Rao, same with a lot of them. Of course, people like Rao are younger, so you know they tend to fall into the trap of mainstream cinema a little more louder. But you know, I I just feel like uh, people like Nawaz are in a good sort of situation, and uh, the, this this augurs very well for the near future too. So yeah, anything else uh, about the film, Tanu? Ah uh, no, I think that's yeah. it for me. I think that was very, very rewarding discussion, especially because you know we sort of uh, spent almost half of last week writing the review for the film because uh, we we yeah. are very aware of the fact that the, 
one if we are lucky there's one very good or one good hindi film a month and we as reviewers uh-huh. also really push ourselves <laughs> to do justice to these films and push ourselves more so yeah so it's been a nice uh, discussion and tanul hope to see you again uh, next time we uh, discuss uh, an interesting film thanks a lot definitely thank you